0: Praise the Lord. I'm so glad you're here tonight. And I pray that tonight is your night. I'm excited because the youth are about to take off. (laughs) So they're leaving tomorrow for fire week. Praise God. How many of you are going? How many youth are going? Praise God. Hallelujah. Are y'all ready? You'll never be the same in Jesus' name. I encourage you that even before you go, make a list of what you are expecting God to do in your life. And then open your heart to what it, anything extra he wants to do for you. And determine that you're not coming back the same. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. What is your expectation? I do that when I go to anywhere I go to receive. I, 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 I put my expectations of that which I want, I'm expecting to receive. Amen. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hallelujah. We'll praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. Have you been blessed today? God's doing amazing things in the lives of his people. I just have a feeling this is going to be an a extraordinary week. I'm not just saying that. I'm not just saying that. I feel it in my... Yeah. That's how I feel on the inside. I feel it. That's, that's, that's how I feel. But, you know, I'm not saying that ignorantly or anything like that. I say that by the Spirit of God. I, I believe with all my heart that this week it's going to be an extraordinary week. Amen. How many of you believe that? Amen. How many of you receive that? Amen. How many of you feel like the Lord has positioned you for that to take place in your life? open doors change of levels favor favor with God and men praise God well let me continue then i it's it's Turn to First Peter, First Peter. Um, So much was running through my mind in a good way. Good stuff. First Peter, Chapter Four. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. How many of you love the word of God? You've got to become addicted to it. Let me, let me get it in this translation. Praise the name of the Lord. In 1 Peter chapter 4, which is talking about living for God. You know, I'm going to continue of this morning, loving God wholeheartedly. There is no other way. Amen. That means, as you heard this morning, wholeheartedly means with everything that you are. Now, there's work to do because the love of God has been shed abroad in your hearts by the Holy Spirit. But your mind needs to be renewed and your flesh needs to be trained. And no one can do that for you but you. You got to train, you gotta train uh, uh, your, your, your soulish realm and you got to train your flesh to do or to be led by the Spirit of God, to be led by love. Amen. And you do that by practicing it. And you can because greater is he that is in you than he that is of this world. Because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. And, and so, so this, this uh, chapter here is talking about living for God. I want to begin in verse 3. I'm in the NLT. It says, you have had enough in the past of the evil things that godly people enjoy. Listen, he's talking to the church. Amen. You um, have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy. Their immorality and lust, their feastings and drunkenness and wild parties, and their terrible worship of idols. Of course, look at your neighbor and say, of course. Your former friends are surprised. If your former friends are not surprised, I' not to tell you. If your worldly friends feel comfortable with you there, because you don't, you don't look any different than they do. I don't know. You're supposed to be there to make the difference, not to blend in. They're not supposed to pull you, you're supposed to pull them. But of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you. How many of you? But remember, they will have to face God. Everyone is. So that's why, you know, don't be a people pleaser. Lovers of God are not people pleasers. They're God pleasers. They do what is right in the sight of God. Because you're the one that's going to stand before God. You're not going to say, oh, my friend over here. God's going to say, I don't where? Where is she at? Where is he at? I mean, it's, it's funny, but it's a serious thing. I say that to, so that you can safeguard your, your love for God. But remember that they will have to face God who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. That is, why God, God, that is why the good news was preached to those who are now dead. So although they were destined to die like all people, they, they now live forever with God in the spirit. The, listen, and this is where I wanted to get. Verse 7. That other was extra. Somebody needed to hear that. <laughs> Verse 7 says, the end of the world is coming soon. This is Peter. The end of the world is coming soon. This is very important to note as I was as 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 I was sharing this morning that it's so important to discern the times that you are living in. Because the enemy is after your love walk and your love commitment towards God. Amen. And so he said, praise the Lord. This this is powerful. It says, but the end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. He's given us how to live in the days that we are living in. Earnest and disciplined in our prayers. Most importantly, Of all, continue to show deep love for each other. Keep this in mind. This is the second commandment, like unto the first one. Because many people love people more than they love God. But the order is loving God first. With all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, the second is like unto the first, loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Because upon these two hang all the laws of the prophets. This is the royal command. This is the royal law because if you fulfill the law of love, you fulfill them all. So most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. Peter was telling us the end of all things is coming. Things are coming are, are coming to a close. That's what he was saying. In the New King James, he said, but the end of all things is at hand. And then he tells us what to do. Therefore, be serious. How serious are you about the things of God? You can only answer that. Be serious and watchful. Examine everything. Don't be critical. But you know, when we go to the prisons, gate one, so show your identification. Gate two, it gets verified. Gate three, and then finally you get to see the people. That's how you should be On who you let in, what you let in, in your eyes, in your ears, what you handle. The Bible says in the Proverbs, above all, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. You're too precious. You're too wise to just be casual about your spiritual life. Amen. You're making it. Look at your neighbor and say, you're making it. Hallelujah. Serious and watchful. If you're taking notes, write those two words. Be serious and be watchful. Casualty is dangerous in the times that we're living in. Just look at anything, hear anything, be around anything. Have casual commitment. What do the Bible says? Wholeheartedly. And above all things, above all things, alert, 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 ah, 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 ah. alarm, alarm, alarm. Above all things, have fervent. Fervent love. Write that down. Serious, watchful, above all, fervent love for God and for his people. For love covers a multitude of sin. Let me get this in different translations to give us a better understanding. When the Apostle Peter says, the end of all things is at hand, that means things are coming to a close. That means pay attention. Things are coming to an end. Things are coming to an end. Things are not falling out of place. Things are falling into place. Everything is getting set for the return of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's why Uh, uh, crazy things are happening in the world but great things are happening in the body of Christ and we're going to see an increase of greatness in the body of Christ the latter shall be greater than the former that means the glory that they seen back then is not compared to the glory that they are about to witness in the body of Christ and you are you are a part of that your family is a part of that hallelujah glory be to God how special is it That God chose us for such a time as this. You thought Esther was special? You are special. (laughs) Amen. Queen Myra. Two Myras right here. So glad Myra decided to join us tonight. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. King George. King Chino. Daniel. Above all things. Okay so, okay, so the Amplified Classic says, but the end and accumulation of all things, say all things, has now come near. Keep sound mind and self-restrained and alert, therefore, for the practice of prayer. Listen, it's so important to have a sound mind. That's why the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every vain imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That means get anything that, that, any thought that says anything contrary to the word of God, you ought to cast it out. How do I cast it out? Father, in the name of Jesus, I refuse to think about this thought, for this is what your word says. I believe your word, and I thank you that your word sets me free, and I come against this negative thought. You go back to the sender in the mighty name of Jesus. You are not permitted to have real estate in my mind. You got to do that. Casting down in vain, because look, it's telling us, keep sound-minded. And self-restraint and alert. because listen, you, if, if your mind if your mind is, 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 is full of worry, it's full of negative thinking, how can you give yourself to prayer? You can't. because you're praying and your mind is like over here it's difficult. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When you're bombarded with the cares of the world in your mind, it's difficult for you to give yourself to prayer, but it's so vital that you give yourself to prayer because that is your relationship with God. There's power in prayer. And you're going to be robbed of your prayer life and of your relationship with God if you don't take control of your thought life. Your thought life is not a playground for the enemy. Amen. You don't have to just accept any thought that comes to your mind. But it takes work. And by the grace of God, you can work. You can work it. And you, you, don't be lazy about it. Don't be casual. You know, it's just a thought. No, where did they, you got to get to the point where, you're, you, you know, there's an alertness on the inside. Whenever a negative is like, what is this? Where did this come from? In the name of Jesus, get out of my life, you lying devil. The Holy Spirit will begin to alert you. Red light, red light, red light. Intruder, intruder, intruder. Get rid of it. And you got to get rid of it. In the name of Jesus, have a sound mind. Alertness, therefore, for the practice of prayer. Above all things, have intense and unfailing love for one another. For love covers a multitude of sins, forgives and disregards the offenses of other. I refuse to be offended. I refuse to hold on forgiveness. Why? Because the love of God in me is stronger. Amen. It might be a fact that they did something to offend you. It might be a fact. But who are you? To withhold unforgiveness when God forgave you. Leave it up to them and God. God will take care of you. But you stay in love. And you pray. The Amplified, that was the Amplified Classic. The Amplified set, the other translation in the in the second verse, it says, above all, have fervent and unfailing love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. It overlooks unkindness and unselfishly seeks the best of others. I remember when, when this love of God came upon me and it became so real to me. You've heard me say this story. And I'm excited and I'm at church and I just want to talk to everybody. And I would just get in where I fit in. And then one time I got in when I did it where I didn't fit in. <laughs> and they let me know. People were in a circle talking, and I'm like standing in the circle, and they went. And I got the point, and I went. <laughs> but I'm happy. I'm happy. Why? Because love overlooks. It overlooks. I didn't say, look <laughs> at it's just like oh you know when you're walking in love you don't even notice when people are mean I'm serious it's almost like they have to tell you I'm being mean to you get out of my face you're too happy you're just you're just you know you're just thankful you're just grateful you know and I just, you just make a decision you're going to stay that way I made a decision, you know, because the Lord spoke to me. When somebody came and told me, you're you oh, you're just going through. We've been there, you know. We we used to be spontaneous like you and we were on fire one time like you. We've done all that, but you know, all that you're not always going to be like that. And the and the and, and the voice of the Lord an inward, I promise you. I was at a hospital not there to be I was visiting somebody but there was people there and I, and I promise you I heard the inward voice of the Lord that said and 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 you can you can live like that he says it, it, but it's going to be up to you he says what happened to them doesn't have to happen to you but it'll be your responsibility to see to it that you burn for me until I return that was the voice of Jesus and I made it my business What's, what did Peter say? That, was it you that said the other day, how do you know? Oh, yeah, how do you know that it's, it is what the Lord spoke to you? Many people say the Lord told me this, the Lord spoke to me this. And, and the proof of it is that it, it happens. You know, it comes to pass. And, 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 and the proof of it is that I'm still standing, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But you do have to see to it. I felt the Lord spoke to me. You have to take the responsibility and see to it that your fire and your and your and your and your love for me never goes out and i made it my business you have to make it your business you have to see to it that you protect the love of god in your life you can burn for jesus until jesus returns amen hallelujah but you must maintain the fervent love of god in the message It says, everything in the world is about to be wrapped up. That's what Peter was saying. Everything in the world is about to be wrapped up. So take nothing for granted. Stay wide awake in prayer. Most of all, love each other as if your life depends on it. As if your life depends on it. As if your life depends on it. How awesome is that? So wholehearted commitment. Say wholehearted commitment. Unto God. Um, There's a scripture in 2nd. Is it in 2nd Thessalonians or 1st Thessalonians? Let me see here. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Bear with me. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are you glad you came tonight? Hallelujah. In 2 Peter 1 7. Well, 2 Peter 1 3. According as his divine power had given unto us all things, say all things, that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. God has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Uh, uh, the, uh Peter also said blessed be the ble- blessed be the lord god our father who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places and in this scripture he said that he's given us all things and the first thing that all things describe is the love of the father is the love of the father the bible says that this is the way god demonstrated his love for us that while we were yet still sinners Christ died for us that he sent his only beloved son that whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life Peter also talks about that to our faith we need to add certain qualities and in 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 second Peter 1 7 it tells us that to our faith we must add brotherly kindness sometimes The reason why our our faith is not operating is because our love is lacking. Are you with me? And so we love faith, worketh by love. Love for God and love for our brothers and our sisters. Remember what I said this morning? You can't help how others feel, but you can sure, you know, control how you feel by the grace of God. Amen. In, um, what is it? Little Eliu? Oh, my little baby. Not my little baby, but I miss him. Praise the name of the Lord. It is in, let me find it, because I don't have it written down. Second Thessalonians. Is it hot in here, or is it just... It's hot. Is it? It's hot, right? Like literally, like hot. Not like because it's hot. Why is that? Are y'all are cold? Oh, is that what it is? I knew something. Jesus, let me find it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's like, did we pay the bill? (laughs) Of course we did. And we just purchased a van. How about that? How about that? Give the Lord some praise for that. Y al contado, eh? That's just the beginning, of course. Praise the name of the Lord. God is good. I wanted to take you to a scripture, but the Lord will bring it to my remembrance. The Lord will bring it to my remembrance. But you know, when you're trying to find something and then you can't, it bothers you. So give me a second. Just whistle, praise the Lord, thank the Lord. Just do something, just do something, hallelujah. Say I'm happy or say helper, Lord. <laughs> just, you know, hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to pray for all the youth as well before they leave. Hallelujah. God is, we're going to anoint every all of them with oil, lots of it. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory be to God. Well, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Say wholehearted commitment. So. Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Psalm, not palm. Lord, Psalm 37, verses 3 to 5. What did I say? Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desire. Commit, say, commit. What is love? Commitment. Amen. Love is commitment. Love is, when you are marrying somebody, you are committing to them. Till dead do you part. When you give your life to Jesus, you are committing yourself to him. Until Jesus returns or until you go home. God is committed to you. You must be committed to him. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. Three words you could write down, trust, delight, and commit. Trust, delight, and commit. I like the way the, the message puts it. I don't read a lot out of the message. I don't use it as a study Bible. There are some scriptures that I look for at, and if they, they are good, I'll share them, but a lot of them are not. But some are okay. It kind of like brings it. I have to tell you, it's not a study Bible. Though I use it, it's not what I use as a study Bible. I, I take I look at scriptures, and when some are the same as they have been interpreted, then I'll share those with you. And it'll help you. So this scripture says, get insurance with God and do a good deed. Settle down and stick to your last. Keep company with God get in on the best. Open up before God. Keep nothing back. He'll do whatever needs to be done. He'll validate your life in the clear light of day and stamp you with approval at high noon. Trust, delight, and commit. This is what wholehearted people do. Trust God with all their heart delight in him. Wholehearted, committed people are delighted. They delight. You know, when the, uh, when, when, when uh, the psalm says uh, uh, um, to take delight in his word, uh, um, that word delight is, 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 is something that gives you joy. It, it, even in the uh, uh, Tehillim, which is the, the, the Jewish translation for the psalms, It breaks it down and it says that that word delight, it's like um, it can be compared to like a child that has their favorite toy and they can't go nowhere without it. They delight in it. They take it everywhere they go. And if you lose that toy, you better have a. As a matter of fact, like my nephew, Brendan, you know, I mean, my, my niece, Priscilla, too. We had gifted her when she was little. Were you priesthood when we gifted you that? She was two years old when we gifted her this this, uh, stuffed Lion King. And that Lion King went with her everywhere. If she went to Grandma's house, Lion King came. Wherever she went, Lion King was there. If Lion King lost an eye, Grandma had to make an eye. (laughs) Lion King had so many surgeries. I think you still have that <laughs> but she took delight in that lion king everywhere she went that's how we need to take delight in the word we can't be without it amen Brandon had a little me, uh, mouse and and he he took it ever he took delight in that little mouse at night, he'll like put his nose to the nose. He'll grab it by the little tail and like do this. And just every, you know, he just, he always had that little mouse. But one day he lost the little mouse. And the parents thought they were smart. And they went and purchased a same mouse. But when you gave it to him, it was, it was not the same. <laughs> he knew this ain't my original mouse. <laughs> Give me my mouse. They, t- they took, take delight in that. And that's how we're supposed to take delight in God. God, I love you. I can't be without you. I'm desperate for you. I love your presence, God. Is that too much for anybody? I can't be without you. I don't even want to think about it. I know Jesus said, without me, you can't do nothing. But I don't even want to think about doing anything without you. I take delight in you. I take delight in your house. I take delight in righteousness. I take delight in your presence. I take delight worshiping you. I take delight getting up in the morning and say, thank you, Father. I take delight leading people to you, Lord. I take delight in telling people about you. I take delight in setting the captives free. I take delight, Lord, everything about you. Just, I love. Hallelujah. Trust, delight, commit. You know, your relationship with God needs to go from, I have to do this, to I get to do this. And God will help you. I got to go to church. I get to go to church. Even Jesus said that the passion for the house of the Lord consumed him. You can't wait to get here. You can't wait to get to tell somebody about him. You can't wait to shed your light. You can't wait. And you walk with that consciousness. You know. You understand. Hallelujah. If you are willing and obedient. It didn't say if you are obedient. If you are willing, you have to will. Hallelujah. I don't have to do. You know, you might start off like that. I have to go to church. But then keep coming. Keep serving God. And, and, you know, maybe people have to tell you, let's go to church or have to encourage you still. Keep coming. It's going to hit you one day. What an honor. What a privilege that I get to come to the house of the Lord and worship God. I get to do what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews. Do not neglect the assembling of the brethren. Even so, encourage one another that we know that the return of Jesus is near. And then somebody's encouraging you and all of a sudden the love of God just hits you. And, and now it's like the person that used to bring you, they're having trouble showing up. <laughs> now you're encouraging them. Return the favor. It's okay. Say, hey, man. <laughs> What's up? Where you be? Just kidding. <laughs> and then you're going to be encouraging others to come. Amen. But it's just you take delight. You just, man, you don't have to. You get to. Glory be to God. May that hit you at another level in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't, I don't, I don't have to do anything. I, I'm honored. I get to. I'm privileged to be called a daughter and a son of God. How many of you are thankful for that privilege? Hallelujah. Come on, if you're thankful for that privilege, give the Lord some, a praise of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Remember Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I read that this morning. But it, it's very important that we don't leave a scripture out. Amen. Glory be to God. For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations, from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you to the place from which I caused you to be carried away captive. When you search for me, with what? Your whole heart. Is anybody getting it? That we must serve the Lord with all of our heart. That means without reservation. Amen. In the, in the King James, I have it here in my Bible, and I have it highlighted because this was it, it, it caught my eye that when it, when it says, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray to me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall ask me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And then in the, in the next, just in, in, in verse 14, he says, and I will be found of you, said the Lord. And I will turn away your captivity. And I will gather you. And I will bring you again into the place whence I caused." So I, God, if you serve him, with all your heart, God says, I, 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 not you, not anyone, I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will bring you out. I will provide for you. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. Amen. That's why I say, when you. When you draw the line and when you get to a point in your life where you say, God, I, 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 sur- I surrender my all. And I, and I mean you can be in church and still have things in you, you know, hitting things on the inside of you. You can have things that, that you know that God already told you in every encounter conference that you've gone, give it to me. And you know when you draw the line and you've said, take my heart, Lord. Take everything, everything, everything. If there's anything in me that is limiting me from totally serving you wholeheartedly, whatever it is, take it from me. Take it in the mighty name of Jesus. And you know that when you give it to God, it's gone. Amen. You know, and God knows. When you give it to God, it's, it's, it's done. You released it. It might you might cry, you might boo-hoo, it might hurt you, but you you love God more than you love anything. You love God more than anything than to withhold anything from Him. You you trust Him, you give it to Him, you surrender all, and you trust that He's gonna work it out for your good. How many of you are witnesses of that? Hallelujah! So Many make a decision to receive Jesus, but not a commitment to follow him. You know that? You have to make a commitment. You have to know this is my life. You have to commit to keep in constant communion with him. Your salvation is not just a one-time experience. It's a life for a lifetime. Hallelujah. My life belongs to him. My salvation means that I've died to myself and I've, I've resurrected to new life in him. Hallelujah. It's not just something I did. It's, it's I, I died. My old self died and I resurrected to new life. And this life, the Bible says that we've been bought with a price. And that's the precious blood of Jesus Christ. It says that we're not our own. So therefore, we can live like I own myself. People don't own you. God owns you. If you have given your life to him, you, you belong to him. You are a slave of Christ, a slave of righteousness. Uh, you, you'll say a louder amen if I say you're a daughter of God, but it, what about you're a slave of God? That means he's your Lord. Amen. He's your Savior and he's your Lord. People want him as Savior, but they have trouble having him as Lord. Because when he's your Lord, nevertheless, my will but your will, Lord. I must decrease that he might increase in my life. I lower myself so that he can increase in my life. It's not about me, Jesus. It's all about you. And then our actions prove it. Hallelujah. What do you want me to do, Lord? What do you have for me? Unless the Lord builds a house, he that it build it in vain. Amen. Many are the plans of man, but only the Lord's will prevail. That's what we want. Your plan, your will for my life, Lord. Anybody here tonight that says wholehearted commitment? Wholehearted. And you know what? Your commitment for God increases. I mean, even Smith Wigglesworth said, you know, if I'm where I was yesterday in my relationship with God, I'm backsliding. Well, that's just too much, Pastor Sandy. Well, I'd rather be too much than, amen, amen. You're either progressing or you're regressing. You're either transforming or you're conforming. You're either going forward or you're going backwards. There's no such thing as being still. There's no such thing. Are you with me? Hallelujah. So we must commit to keep a constant communion with Jesus. John 15, verse 4, Jesus said, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except, say except, ye abide in me. I want you to know this, which I already said it, but I'll read it on my notes. After you are in Christ, after you give your life to Jesus, after you are forgiven, we receive eternal life. Right? And we are also empowered. Say empowered. Why? Because we are born of the spirit of God. We receive a regeneration of the spirit. The Bible says that we are not born of men, but we are born of God. We are the sons of God. And then Romans 5.5, he sheds his love in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. What is the spirit of love? It's the spirit of power. Amen. Timothy said, you've not received the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. Hallelujah. So when you give your life to Jesus... You are forgiven, you receive eternal life, and you are empowered to remain in Christ. Because you have to remain in, in, in Christ. Even the, Jesus said that a, bra- a branch that, is, that, that, that doesn't bear fruit is cut off and is thrown into the fire. Let's go there. Is that okay if we go there? Yeah. Hallelujah. Um where is that at? John 15. John 15. John 15. Praise God. Lord help us. What is it? John fifteen. Okay, let's start at verse one. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he take it away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So we're supposed to bear fruit. Amen. Fruits of the Spirit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except, say except, it abided in the vine. No more can you accept ye abide in me. And then look at what Jesus said. Are you still with me? Look at your neighbor and say, stay awake. I know it's hot in here. But Pastor Sandy is sweating more than you are. So, so he said, then, then look what Jesus said. I am the vine. Imagine that. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abided in me and I in him, the same bring forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Nothing. When you give your life to Jesus, you connect yourself to the vine. And then it says, "This if a man abided not in me." Listen to that. So listen. You when you give your life to Jesus, you receive eternal life, forgiveness of sin, right, new life. But you also receive an empowerment to live your life in Christ. You have to continually do that. It's a commitment. It's a covenant. You're committed to your spouse. You're in covenant with them. That cannot be broken. So you are committed to making sure that you go home. That you communicate. That you love them. You're supposed to show up at your house. Because you're committed. Amen. You're abiding together. You're dwelling together. You're living together. That's your relationship with God. How do we think uh, uh, I'm saved, but uh, you're doing your own thing? You know what that's called? You know what the Bible calls that? I said it the other day. I won't say it, but it sounds like horse. (laughs) Yeah, because you claim to, you know, you give your life to the Lord. It's not your life anymore, so we're not out here mingling in the things that we shouldn't. Amen. Just like when you're married, you come home, the only person you sleep with is your husband. Amen. You don't go out there, or at least you shouldn't. Amen. So and then it's so it's a it's a covenant, it's a commitment, it's a wholeheartedly. I didn't when I married my husband, I didn't give him half of my heart. I don't even I like to say he's my better half. Because he's not a half of a man. He's a whole of a man. He's bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. We've become one. Amen. Don't be looking for half of a man. If you need a better half, you're missing something. Become whole and find you a whole. Anything else will be a project. And your marriage should not be a project. It should be a blessing. Amen. Amen. And all the single people said? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. It's a term that people use. My better half. I don't. My half of a man. I like better a whole of a man. (laughs) And then we become one. Amen. Amen. Well, let's continue. And then, verse 6, if a man abide not in me, this is Jesus still speaking. If a man not abide in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. There's a blessing in commitment. There's a blessing in in abiding. There's a blessing in dwelling. Hallelujah. He's real. God is real. And he's a loving father. And you can talk to him. Don't get weird about it. Talk to him like he is real. He understands you. When you talk to him as yourself rather than you try to talk to him in a weird way. Just say, "Father, I love you, Father, I thank you. Father, what tell me about this, or show me this, or talk to me, or uh, I, I need your help in this. Can you believe this, Lord? Can you help me, Lord? Are you there, Lord? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Just talk to him. He's, God is not weird. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. As the Father had loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandment and abided in his love. Even Jesus. Even Jesus. How much more as he is, so are we. He committed himself to doing the will of the Father. How much more do we? As he is, so are we. Glory be to God. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. And so that's the only way. Wholehearted. Say wholehearted. Now, he said this. If, because I, I'm still on that when you commit your life to the Lord, you must uh, have constant communion, continually. To be a believer is to continually become that every day. That's who you are. That is your life. So you must every day, it's not that you got to keep getting saved, Is that this is what my life is now. And I stay in constant communion and commitment with God through his word. Amen. And so Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me and my word in you. Whatever you ask, it shall be done unto you. Without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, verse 6, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. I like what my, what my note says. The parable of the vine and branches make it unmistakably clear. Say unmistakably clear. Okay? It makes it unmistakably clear that Christ did not believe once in the vine, always in the vine. Or once saved, always saved. Hello? Once save always save is not is not correct Once in the vine doesn't mean always in the vine. you can disconnect yourself from the vine. Again, a marriage you're engaged can an engagement be broken? So he made it unmistakable and I, and I've heard people teach on this and they said oh he didn't mean about about that you can lose your salvation. People teach that. They say that the grace of God forgives your sin, past, present, and future, so you can live life how you want to. You can go whoring around and still go to heaven. Because there's a such thing as spiritual adultery. You claim that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior, but you're not, you're, you're not, you're not committed to him. Amen. No difference than if you claim that you have a husband, but you're sleeping around. It's a little tough. Once in the vine. Always in the vine. Rather. In the parable, Jesus gave his disciples a solemn but loving warning. A solemn but loving warning that it is indeed possible for true believers to ultimately abandon the faith, turn their backs on Jesus, fail to remain in him, and thus to be thrown into the everlasting fire of hell. Because we have a commitment. Say, I have a commitment. I know it, you you probably won't hear this in a lot of places, but God wants us wholeheartedly. God wants us committed. Amen. Say amen, somebody, because you're staring at me like this is too deep. Somebody say, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Amen. There's only one way to serve God and it's wholehearted commitment. Now God will help you. Now God will help you wherever you're at. It's one thing to want want this and, and, and ask God to help you. It's another thing if you want this but you don't want it bad enough. Are you with me? God will meet you where you're at. God will help you where you're at. I'm not saying this to count anybody out. I'm not saying to, to, to say you're cut off. I'm saying this to stir you up that in the times that we are living and we must give our wholehearted commitment to God. You can't afford to, to not serve God with everything within you. Are you with me? Love doesn't compromise. That's why the Bible specifically tells us have fervent love. It tells us in the book of Revelation that, you know, uh, 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 that we, t- we ought to have red, hot, fiery love for God. No lukewarmness. Lukewarmness, he says, uh, it's like a bad taste in the mouth of God. Are you with me? I don't want to be a bad taste in the mouth of God because I'm lukewarm. I want to be on fire for God. I want to continue to be on fire for God. I want those that come around me to be on fire for God. I want my life to be the reason why many want to serve God. I want my life to be the reason why many people look up to God and trust God. Hallelujah. How many of you say amen to that? And it's going to take people that are radically on fire for God. And I see a bunch of them here tonight. Come on, if you're one of those, say thank you, Lord. And I know you are. Hallelujah. And God is doing amazing things in the life of his people. He is. There's like an ignite that is taking place. Hallelujah. There's like an awakening in the hearts of people that is taking place. People are coming to the realization of the love of God, and it's like an awakening. Hallelujah. People that you didn't even think that they could have eyes that see, and God is doing it. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I believe that you're going to see that in your family's lives. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory be to God. You owe it to those around you to go to another level in your love with God. You owe it to, you know, the people around you to to stay on fire for God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You know, people for a while have been disappointed because of just the way the the church had acted, has had acted. But I believe that in these last couple of years, God has done amazing things in His church. The people of God had, had have risen up, Amen. And, and 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 I feel like God is pr- doing a, a sifting and pruning His church. The real lovers of God are rising up and taking their place in the kingdom of God and people will look at them and and, and like I said earlier they want to they want to come close to God for a, a point for a time they were disappointed they didn't want anything to have to do you know there's a lot of people that have been hurt there has and part of the vision of this house is not just to save the lost but those that have gone away for whatever reason that they come back to God in the name of Jesus because when they, they they'll have you, they, you'll give them a reason that not everybody's the same your life will tell them not everybody's the same come on if you're thankful for that say amen hallelujah so after we are in Christ and forgiven we receive eternal life we are empowered to remain in Christ you are empowered to remain in Christ. Now we must accept our responsibility and commit ourselves to remain in him. You know, your relationship with God is not just all him. Jesus, God did all he will do, in a sense, to set you up. But we have a part to play. I want you to say that I have a part to play. You know... Leaving all the responsibility to God, that's religion. You know, living a life where you just say, well, if that's up to God, if God will do it. Or if it, God wants, if it's God's will, he'll do it. Or, and then you do nothing and you, you think you leave it all up to God. That's religion. But, but a relationship is two ways. We have a part to play. And you have to take the responsibility to see to it that you play your part in committing your ways to the Lord, in serving him, in acknowledging him. Uh, and marriage, if it's one way only, there will be trouble. Are you with me? It's a two-way. It can't just be one, one, one side because it'll, it'll eventually not work. There has to be a cooperation of Two. An exchange of information. God likes to talk to you, and God likes you to talk to him. Amen. Glory be to God. I had to learn that. But with the help of God, we did, and it makes things so much sweeter and so much easier. Amen. So we must accept our responsibility. What are you going to do tomorrow? that is going to draw you closer to God. Amen. Or are you going to wait till next Sunday or Wednesday? No. Thank God that we can come, but if we only come and eat, we only eat when we come to church. You know? Abide. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in me. Abide means life union. It means to remain. It means to continue. It means to abide or live. That that is what abide means. If you remain in me, if you continue in me, if you live in me, if you make life union with me, Hallelujah, abide in me, live in me, remain in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except ye abide in me. And when we continue and develop our relationship with God this way, we become fruitful. We become fruitful in all our doing. Amen. Hallelujah. And then we, we remain joyful we remain joyful it's a relationship with God hallelujah it's our union with Christ glory be to God your lifeline flow is from the source of life which is the vine you know as long as the bananas are connected to the vine they're good but the moment the moment you know you, you see them at the at the a grocery store they're nice and yellow well they're dead they don't have no life flow no life source they've been cut off from the vine and so be you know stay connected to god stay connected to the vine. Keep your relationship with God before you. Do the things that please God. Understand that you don't belong to yourself. You belong to him. Know that without him, you can't do nothing. And as long as you stay that way, you're going to remain fruitful and you're going to remain productive. But be careful to stop. Seek in him. Be careful to continue to grow. Be careful that you don't maintain fervent love. Because you may look like you're alive, but in reality, you're already disconnecting yourself. It's like the bananas, they look alive, but their they're, they're, they're time is counting. And sooner or later, what, what was so fresh and so living, because there was no life flow, they start rottening. And the Bible says that he who sows to the spirit reaps life. But who, he who sows to the flesh reaps decay, rottenness. So you got to remain committed. Is this helping somebody? Hallelujah. John 15, 5, Jesus said, without me you can do nothing how many of you are at the point that understand what jesus said but you're saying to jesus jesus i don't even want to think about doing anything without you <laughs> hello hello so it's abiding it's in the dwelling it's in the living it's in the I'm, I'm this is life i'm here to stay not i don't have visiting rights with god he's my father Hallelujah, I can come boldly to his throne. Glory be to God. Psalm 91, verse 1, he that dwelleth. There's that word dwelleth. You know, that is the the key and the condition to see Psalms 91 fulfilled in your life. Just that one first scripture. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high God. Turn there. Hallelujah. What's the secret? What's the key? Dwelling. Remain. Abide. Live. He that dwelleth. Listen to what it says here. The psalm offers security for the children of God. How many of you are thankful? Those who commit themselves to the will and protection of the Almighty and daily seek to dwell in God's presence. You see that? You can quote this to your blue, but you don't even have a relationship with God. Don't deceive yourself. You can quote, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory, but you don't even pay tithes or give. You, it's, about, it's about the serving God. It's about the dwelling. It's about understanding this is my life. Those who commit themselves to the will and protection of the Almighty and daily, daily seek to dwell in God's presence. The more fully we abide in Christ and his word making him our life and our dwelling place, the fuller will be our peace and the greater our deliverance in the time of danger. He who dwells. Hallelujah. You know, there's a confidence when you have a relationship with God like that. There's a confidence. Perfect love casted out all fear. And your love is is your relationship with God. Therefore, even in the times of trouble, you understand God is your deliverer. Because you're dwelling in him. You're living in him. You're abiding in him. You're remaining in him. And it says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. And those that are dwelling, that live in him, that have made him their life, these people that are wholeheartedly in God, they say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. And they understand that surely, surely, that's for sure. That's not he might, he might come through and I might get a breakthrough. No, surely. Breakthroughs guaranteed. Surely. He shall deliver me from the snares of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover me with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust his truth shall be your shield and your buckler you shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor by the arrow that fly by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday a thousand shall fall at your right side and ten thousand at your right hand but it shall not come near you What cannot touch God cannot touch me. Hallelujah. Because Colossians says that we are in Christ and Christ is in God. We are covered. You got to see yourself in that place. Only with my eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even your most high, thy habitation, there shall no evil be evil befall you. Neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. It can't, because your dwelling is in God. You're living in him. You're protected by him. Hey, you're living in him. You're dwelling in him. I'm not out here under the, uh, 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 I'm not out here on my own. My life is in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm covered. I'm covered. I want somebody to say, I'm covered. I'm covered. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. Because he had set his love upon him, or upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he had known my name. You know him. You have a relationship with him. You talk to him on a daily basis. It don't matter what anything that is being planned towards or against you, it can't touch you. They can show up all the way to your front door, but they can't touch you. Hallelujah. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will beat him with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him. With long life. will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. All as a result for the children and the people of God that dwell in God. How many of you have seen the protection of God? Hallelujah. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high God. Those who commit themselves to the will of the Almighty and daily seek to dwell in God's presence. That's what dwelling means. The more fully we abide in Christ and his word, making him our life and our dwelling place, the fuller our peace and the greater our deliverance in time of danger. Hallelujah. Your confidence level will be determined by your relationship with God. That's why the Bible says that perfect love casts at all fear. That if you're still fearing, your love hasn't been matured. But as you grow in God, you grow in love. And the more you do, there's no room for fear. Because no matter what is happening, you understand God loves me. God takes care of me. God protects me. God provides for me. Hallelujah. I pray that your love level will increase at at a higher level, that, that the love of God will be manifested in a way that you haven't experienced yet in the mighty name of Jesus. Or are you here and you can say, I've exasperated all the love of God there is? Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Thank him for his love. Thank him for his love. Let me just briefly. Time flies. <laughs> when we're having fun. Are you having fun? Are you having fun? Let me, let me just give you one more. And then we'll pray. I do want to pray for our youth before they live, they leave. Conditions by which we remain in Christ. How many of you are remaining in Christ and are going to continue to remain in Christ? How many of you want to remain in Christ? Hallelujah. So conditions by which we remain in Christ. How do we do that? By committing to keeping his word. I'll share this one with you and I'll continue next, next Sunday. By committing to keeping his word continually, say continually, that's a key right there. If you're not hungry, get hungry. Ask God to give you a hunger. To say, I just don't read the Bible because I don't, I don't. no, get you a Bible that you understand. Let us help you if you need help, where to start, what to do. But to say, I just don't like to read the Bible, that, that, that you need to, amen. That is like saying, I don't like to eat. Regular food. And we know you like to eat. How much more do you need to eat for the for the your spiritual life? <laughs> I like to eat. Amen. So it doesn't matter how you feel, it's what you want. And how bad do you want it? If you know the word of God is your life, then and, and, and you ask God to give you a, a hunger. A hunger for his word. Hallelujah. So commit to keeping his word continually in your heart and mind and making it the guide for your actions. Make the word of God your guide for your actions. It doesn't matter what it looks like, what you feel. Like that song was saying, even when I cannot feel you, even when cannot, I cannot trace you, if you have his word, then you, you have the faithfulness of God. I trust in your word, God. I, I know this is what your word says, and I thank you that you are faithful to your word. And let the word of God be the guide for your actions. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by the circumstances. I'm moved by what God's word says. Amen. It got cooler in here. Did they start working? It got cooler. Y'all are freezing? <laughs> You can turn that off if you're really cold. cold. You can turn that off for them. Yeah, if they're, if they're, if they're freezing. <laughs> That's the, the perks of sitting in the front. John 8, 31, verse 32. If you continue in my word, Jesus said, then you are my disciples, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Listen, continue in the word until it hits you. You might not understand it at first, but just continue in the word. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. And before you know it, what didn't make sense, now it's making faith on the inside of you. What you couldn't see, now you're seeing. Amen. What you heard God said, you're not, you didn't only hear him, but you see what he said. Hallelujah. Revelation and light comes to your life, and then freedom comes. Commit to keeping God's word continually, say continually, in your heart, in your mind, in your mouth, and making it the guide for your life. Let the word of God be in your heart, in your mind, and in your mouth. There has to be a heart and mouth connection and, and, your, and your mind renewed by the word of God. Amen. Don't, don't let it be the, the guide for your actions. Let it be what moves you. Let it be what comes out of your mouth. Don't cancel what you're believing God to do by a negative confession. Stick to the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You know, there's people that are saved, but they're still, you know, struggling. They're still in bondage because they need to continue in the word of God. You know, you're saved, you're in church, you might even be filled with the Holy Ghost, but yet you're, there's, there's a form of, 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 of depression or, or bondage in your life, a struggle in your life. You need to continue, it, and that's not God's order or portion for your life. That's why don't settle with just coming to church. Get hungry for God. Get hungry for his word. Say, this is my life. I belong to him. And I know that God came to give me the good life. And I want everything that God has for me. And then get to work by discovering everything that belongs to you. Hallelujah. Don't get settled by eating the crackers and the cheese. When you can have the feast but it's your lack of knowledge that, that hinders you you don't have to suffer you don't ha- you don't you, you know you if you're if you're if you've given your life to church, to the lord and you're coming to church you're getting the word don't ever settle for you know uh uh uh, uh de- being depressed or 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 you know having a a, a sin in your life whom the sun sets free is free indeed there's freedom and liberty for all of God's children, no matter what it is. Jesus said, if you will continue in my word, you are my disciple, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's the truth that you know. Amen. It's the truth that you act on. I love what, who was it, Dr. Paula He said, the word that you know is information. But the word that you do, it's wisdom. Is that how he said it? He says the word that you know, it becomes wisdom. Amen. So. Know that freedom is your portion. I've been in church suffering in bondage, coming to church, singing a few songs, going back home and struggling in my mind, you know, with, with depression, until I realized that's not how life is supposed to be. But it wasn't until I began to discover that what belonged to me, I wasn't able to tap into it. But once I did, man, I got the ball rolling, And I said, God, I want everything you have for me, but if it wasn't going to, God already gave it to us, we just got to discover it. That's why the Bible says to search the word of God, like if you're searching for treasure. When you're searching for treasure, you're not just like on the surface, you know, you're digging. You got to dig. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to dig. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Some are saved but still in bondage. They fail to commit to the word of life that brings continued transformation. The word of God brings continued transformation. That's why the Apostle Paul said when he was in prison. You can lock me up. You can put me in chains. But the word of God can never be chained up. He says, no matter my, in other words, no matter my circumstance, doesn't matter. Because as long as I have the word, I have freedom and liberty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God will bring freedom and liberty in every area of your life. That's why so many distractions. That's why so many, you know, get your priorities straight. And say, the word of God is something that cannot be compromised in my life. I must get it in me on a daily basis. Whether we got it so easy, whether it be you're listening to anointed messages, sermons, you're putting the Bible on, on you know, to read it for you. You know, you're, you sit down with your cup of coffee and your notebook and you, your workbook, whatever it is, and you just begin to get the word. It begins to do something on the inside of you. Hallelujah. And then you might, you know, a lot of people, it's so amazing because I know, I know this. They, they come and they're like, Pastor, let me tell you what you said today. I was just reading that. And it does something in you because it's like empowering. It's like you did you you not just heard it for a second time. It's like God begins to give you clarity and greater understanding. And it's like a level of freedom and liberty that hits you that God, I know it's your doing in my life. Hallelujah. Anybody been there? It's like you were just reading something, and then and then all of a sudden, Maria, that happened to you? Come on. Praise the Lord. This girl right there, the hunger in her life is real. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and, and so it's like, man, I was just reading that. And it gives you more clarity and makes more sense. It does something to you. It does something to your faith. And it's like God just confirming his word in your life. That is why come like that. Take the time to develop yourself. And when you show up to the house of the Lord, you're going to see it's going to make all the difference. Because I promise you, something that is said is going to spark what you have already deposited on the inside of you. The word of God. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Somebody shout free. free. Let me leave you with this. Worship to you can come up. Joshua 1.8, very popular. So you must commit to his word. And you must commit to his ways. Amen. Joshua 1.8 says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do. You observe to do. Not you observe it to tell somebody else what to do. (laughs) You observe to do. Amen. Amen. According to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. It's, it, it pays to be committed to the Word of God. It pays to continually keep it in your heart and your mind, making it the guide for your life. You can never respond to the Word of God and go wrong. You can never be led by the Word of God and end up in the wrong place. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the word is a lamp unto your feet, a path, a light. Somebody help me. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a guide unto my path. That's what I said the first time. (laughs) Isn't it wonderful? So you want to quit tripping? You want to quit tripping? Shed some light on your path. Amen. You don't got to live a life of, of you're constantly tripping over the same things. You're trying to get the breakthrough of something you already got the breakthrough last week. You got to be done with that. It's like move forward. You can draw the line and be like the last setback I had will be the last setback I ever had. What it caused me to stumble. I can't stumble anymore because I have light and I can see where I'm going. The Bible says mark a straight path for your life. How do you do that? By the word of God. By continuing in the word and allowing the word to make you free. Hallelujah. You can can quit tripping. Don't let the enemy deceive you thinking that you don't have the strength to do that. You do. You just got to make a decision. That you're gonna you're gonna eat the word of God, that you're gonna let the word of God dwell in you richly, that you're gonna mark a you know the Bible says, mark a straight path for your life. You wanna mark, you wanna walk a straight path, then take the initiative, take the responsibility by allowing the word of God to be light unto your on your path. Amen. And let it guide you. In that path that is being lightened by the word of God, there's no stumbling. There's no tripping. Everybody trips. No. I, you know, you, there comes a point where you could stop tripping. But you got to make up your mind. What I, what the things that have tripped me up won't trip me up anymore. And I'm going to see to it that they don't. If God gave me the victory once, I, you know, he'll, he'll keep me in victory. I'm not going back to my vomit. I'm not going to the same thing. I'm moving forward. Hallelujah. We're moving forward. Amen. And if something shows up to try to trip us, it'll just become a stepping stone. It's because I have already know. I'm not, I'm not blind. I have eyes that see and ears that hear. I'm not deceived. The enemy can not deceive me when I have the light of the word of God on the inside of me. I begin to recognize what is what is. Something that comes to trip me up. Ah, I fell for you last time, but this time I I ain't tripping. My tripping days are over. My tripping days are over. Look at your neighbor and say, are your tripping days over? Uh, They are. Hallelujah. There's a song that says, I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you. My past is over in you. All things become new. Under my life to Christ, I'm moving, moving forward. I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you. My past is over in you. All things become new. Surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. You make help me out. You make all things <laughs> new and will follow you forward. What way are you going? sing that again and shout that part you make all things new as you make all things new and I will follow you Always. say that one more time yes you You make all things new, yes. You make all things new, and I will follow you forward. I'm not going back. I'm not gonna trip again. My days of tripping. Are over, over in him. No more tripping. No more stumbling. I'm keeping your word in my heart. And it'll become a light in my path. And show me the way I should go and discern those things that try to come and trip me up. But I'm tired, Lord, that I I shall not go through the same things over and over. The victories that you've given me will be the victories that will remain, no longer going through the same things over again. Hallelujah. Glory to God, forward only, never backwards, upward only, and never downwards. Hallelujah. No more on fire and then cold. No more trying to wait for something to ignite me. I'm on fire. I'm staying on fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just (laughs) praise the Lord. Just thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Oh, he is wonderful. He's so wonderful. Come on, just press in a little bit. Thank you, Lord. Come on, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Talk to the Lord. We thank you, Lord, that the order of your people is to go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from victory to victory, and strength to strength. We thank you, Lord, that that will be the order of your people of this house. In the mighty name of Jesus, the last setback you had will be the last one you have. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, just if you're filled with your heavenly language, just pray in your heavenly language. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!